unexplained phenomena, unknown entities, unidentified flying objects, mythical creatures and secret conspiracies. This radio show presents information based on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to present some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. You're listening to the Paranormal Pulse podcast. Now, let's get this show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paranormal Pulse. I'm Wes Phillip. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Wes Phillip. I'm still Jennifer. All right, that's good enough. <laughs> All right, folks, so today we have a very special episode. We're going to talk about something we have not discussed yet on the show, but it's in our promo opening where the nice English girl tells you about Conspiracy theories. Today we will discuss conspiracy theories. We're basically going to do this in three parts today. We're going to give you 25 conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and then play, or not play, we're going to talk about the top 25 conspiracy theories that are out there today and give you whether we think they're plausible or not. Um, then we're going to come back in the third segment and basically talk about what we think makes up a conspiracy theory, why they happen, the anatomy of a conspiracy theory, and kind of try and break it down. We may not have all the answers, but we have some ideas and some of our own theories. Um, 
With that being said, let's move on to a couple of things real quick and get this wrapped up so we can start. We really do want to thank you guys for hanging in there with us. We know we were on a two-year hiatus and cannot believe the amount of downloads that we've gotten and the amount of listens that we've gotten to our first show back. We really thank you for sticking with us and um, can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. And we definitely appreciate you guys telling people about us, talking about us, listening to us, and basically spreading the paranormal love. Exactly. And the more you share the show, share the links, and you know, just tell people about it, we really do appreciate it. It really helps. And secondly, just want to thank you guys for putting up with some of the bad sound quality that we had last week. We were having a lot of problems. We were using some older gear and there were a lot of times during the show where you didn't hear me speak. I was kind of sitting back listening to Jen while I was trying to work equipment, and you could actually hear it. Um, so this week we have a bunch of new equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so when about two days after the show, we recorded it last week, I came home and found tons and tons of boxes sitting here. So we have a whole new setup. Um you know, I think that the uh, the bad sound quality in my own conspiracy theory is just so that he could order new stuff. No, no, no. Yes, new stuff is here, but it was a necessary evil. You know, didn't want to didn't want these folks to have to listen to you know snap, crackle, pop, and all that other crappy noise that was in there and the ridiculous echoing. So, with that, we're gonna get started. So here are the twenty five conspiracies that are true or came true number 25 we're going to start with the white Sox scandal or better known as the black Sox scandal where the white Sox threw the world series they they threw the world series and they were they were paid they were paid by um basically mobsters, to, th- to throw the World Series. And the, it, it produced a, a couple of great movies. Uh, Eight Men Out was one of them. Mm-hmm. And also, it was part of Field of Dreams. Yeah, it was. It's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Um, but the one person that, they, that the government went after and tried to pin um, the rap on, in addition to, um, I think... S- seven of the players, um, was Shoeless Joe Jackson, and they were just not able to to do it. Um, he denied until his dying day that he was ever involved in, um, in this scandal, and um, the statistics that he put up during the, the games um, basically backed him up, you know, but unfortunately it was just something that was never proven during his lifetime. Number 24, the government poisoned alcohol during prohibition so what happened here was that the government banned alcohol during prohibition but the mobsters were still making alcohol and it didn't stop people from getting it so the government figured they would poison the ingredients to stop people from drinking it didn't work um i know you're shocked um but so what happened was the moonshiners were still making um 
they were still making their product with the bad ingredients, which were either poisoned or let go bad or whatever. And people were still drinking it. People were going blind. They were, were having brain damage. People were dying as a result of this practice. Number 23. The car companies bought trolley and cable car lines and put them out of business so that they would sell more cars. This was in the 1930s, um, prior to a lot of um, anti-monopoly laws that we have in effect today, um, anti-collusion laws. In fact, I believe that some of them were written based on these cases. Um, you know, they all got together and they said, hey, we're going to, we want to, you know, we have this great product. We want to move people away from trolley cars. We want to move them away from horse and buggies. What better way to do that than to take away the trolleys and cable cars. So that's why you don't see them in, in most major cities these days. Number 22, Area 51. Area 51 was not acknowledged publicly by the government until a Freedom of Information Act required it in 2013. Now, the government acknowledges that Area 51, but they don't acknowledge what goes on there. Lack of little green men. Um, yeah, they have to be able to prove it, I guess. Um, so number 21 um, in, I can't read your handwriting. Um, Alfred Dyson, <laughs> Dreyfus. <laughs> Alfred Dreyfus was framed as a spy by France. He was wrongfully convicted and later acquitted. Um, they used him as a scapegoat. He was basically a patsy. And one of the th reasons why they used him was because of his background. He was Jewish. And they knew that it would, make, it would be easy to get the people against him. Mm -hmm. But he was later pardoned. Um, and this is where... We, we, we did a lot of research for this, but for some reason, we didn't write this one down. We're n I'm not sure if they ever did convict the person who actually sold the secrets to Germany. Mm. And I thought they did. Yeah, so we're not sure. But that's the only thing we're not sure of. But we do know Alfred Dreyfus was innocent. <laughs> he was innocent. <laughs> okay, so number 20, the CIA controls minds. In 1975, it was revealed that the CIA had been doing experiments with mind control. This project actually had a name. It was Project MK Ultra. It was revealed in 1975 in congressional hearings. Um, it also stemmed the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. That's partially based on some of the mind control experiments. The actual experiments themselves, not the, um, not the situation surrounding it. Um, which, so it sort of um, antecedes the one that we're going to talk about next, um, which is that the CIA wiped the records clean of, um, of some Nazi scientists. It's called Project Paperclip. So what they were doing is they wanted those scientists to be able to work in the U.S. for the U.S. government. In order to do that, they needed to wipe away the, um, the war crimes that they committed during World War II. So um, what this project was is it basically just you know, gave them a clean dossier and said, okay, here you go, here's your new name, 
here's all the information about you. And the reason that they called it Project Paperclip is because they would actually um, paperclip the actual um, criminal history behind the regular file. So there would be the file that had all the nice new, new shiny stuff, and then behind it would be the actual um, horrors that they committed. Number 18, the IRS targets people based on their political affiliation. This was revealed in 2013, where groups of conservatives were targeted by the IRS. Not to be confused with conservative groups. Um, they're not, they're, weren't going after individuals like, you know, your, your cousin Larry down the hall who is, um, you know, a fiscal conservative and spouting off information about the government all the time. That's not what they were doing. They were looking for specific groups who were um, politically active that they were able to turn around and target. Number 17, the NSA is listening to, to U.S. citizens. This was revealed by, uh, by Snowden um, basically on, on line at, you know, mm -hmm. Edward Snowden, and who is now hiding in Russia to avoid persecution as a traitor. Um, so we know the NSA listens to the people. They're listening to us right now. <laughs> they know what you're listening to. Number 16, the U.S. sells weapons to Iran. This came true during the Iran-Contra affair where the U.S. sold arms to Iran and then took the money to back the Contras down uh, in South America. This is actually going to tie in with one of the other ones that we're going to talk about later. Absolutely. The CIA has secret prisons. It was revealed in 2006 that the, US, U, that the CIA had prisons, and they were called black sites. Um, there were a bunch of groups who were saying that these places were inhumane and whatnot, mm -hmm. um, but it did come to light in 2006 that these were real. Mm -hmm. um, Amnesty International, I know, was one of the groups that was fighting um, to have the, the um, CIA actually admit the existence of these. Prior to 2006, they even refused to talk about them. Number 14, the KGB was involved in the JFK assassination. Oh, no, not like you think. They didn't do it. What they did was they, pro they provided... Or, or, or spread propaganda after it happened of different conspiracy theories to try and confuse the American public. We know this because a former KGB agent brought, docu brought the documentation when he defected to the U.S. and gave the documentation over to the government, and it was outlined in there how the false information was spread. Okay. Number 13... The Gulf of Tonkin, it was a false flag operation to get the U.S. into Vietnam. This was revealed in 2005 that basically what had happened was the, the, our ships started firing on Vietnamese ships in the middle of the night saying that they fired on us first. The reality was the, the next day they realized there were no Vietnamese ships there. What, they were, what it was was weather pattern. But by this point, the machines, the machines of war were already in operation. They were going with this story. So they used this false flag 
operation to get us into the Vietnam War. And I know the next one is going to shock you all. Totally, totally surprised. You're not going to know. The WWE is scripted. No. Seriously, totally. I thought it was real. <laughs> yes. As we know, it has come out that the WWE is, in fact, scripted. The violence is real, but the results are predetermined. It was actually, um, I think, first discovered or first proven on Reddit. Um, you know, you guys know what that site is. Um, one of the Redditors, Dolphins, something, 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 something. I don't remember the numbers. Um, he actually started to post the, or she, depending on who it is, um, started to post the results before the matches were even shown on TV. So, you know, just to prove that it was a, it was a completely scripted thing. Number 11, the CIA influences the media. This was called product, uh, Project Mockingbird. And, and what happens is that the, the CIA was basically getting to certain news organizations and spreading stories through them. Again, it was called uh, Project Mockingbird. And this went on for several years, basically in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So, you know, we, we, we hear all these stories about different news organizations, this, that, the other thing. But in, again, in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, mostly, you know, especially, it was all during the Cold War. The CIA did influence the media. Looks like the next one um, that we're going to talk about... Um, was a plot that was put together by um, businesses. It looks like the U.S. Marine Corps Major General Smedley Butler um, was recruited to overthrow the government in 1933 by a group of businesses. Yeah, Major General Smedley claimed that uh, many a prominent businessman had basically... Um, recruited him and tried to, to get him to overthrow the government. This one is kind of iffy because that was his claim. It was never actually proven in court. No one actually ever paid for any type of crimes. But it is well believed that it actually did happen the way he claims. Mm -hmm. they would, apparently the, what they wanted to do is they wanted to set up a dictatorship in which um, they themselves would actually benefit greatly. So that's the reason that they wanted to, um, to do away with it. And if you think about that time, again, that was during the time that they were starting to put in um, anti-collusion laws and they were starting to um, start to craft the, the very basics of human resources and what that means. So I can see why um, the prominent businessmen of the time would actually try to, to get something like this um, done at that time. It was, it was a very sort of tumultuous time. In, um, in the legal industry. Number nine, the FBI conspires against civil activists. What had happened was basically the FBI was infiltrating civil activist groups to shut them down um, or even get information to stop their activities. This all came out in 1971 um, and it had a name. It's called Cointel Pro. That was 
that was the official name of what the FBI did. Again, it's COINTELPRO if you want to look it up. Moving on to number eight, propaganda. Propaganda started the Gulf War. In... 1990. Ni- 1990, yep. When, <laughs> <laughs> when the U.S. Um, went into Kuwait, it was basically said that the... Um, Iraqi soldiers were going around killing Kuwaiti children, mm-hmm. and that came. That came. Story came. For, uh, testimony came to the U.S. by the Kuwaiti ambassador's wife, daughter. Daughter. I'm sorry, daughter. And it all true uh, proved not to be true, mm-hmm. but at that point, that's what we. That's what was used to get us into the Kuwait War, or into Kuwait. Into the Gulf War. Into the Gulf War. Yep. Number seven. Want to take this one? Um, so apparently, um, there you you've all heard of Scientology. If you haven't seen um, the show that Liam Remini has, um, you know you you know some of the basics about it. Um, you know John Travolta is a member. Tom Cruise is a member. Um, but they had this thing called Operation Snow White. Um, which infiltrated into the U.S. government. It's the largest infiltration in U.S. history. Um, go it, ahead. It took, place, it took place in 30 different countries, and what they did was they went in and raided various um, facilities, stealing files that were negative against Scientology. Um, in fact, at the time, the head of Scientology, his wife was persecuted and went to j- and was proven uh, guilty and went to jail for the crime, as well as many others. But she was the most notable. And yes, it still remains the largest infiltration in U.S. history that we know about. Yeah. Well, hello, conspiracy theories. Yep. Um, so the next one is probably going to be something that's familiar to our um, our a lot of our older listeners. Um, you know, ourselves included, um, Watergate. So why don't you go ahead and explain? Well, it was, it was the Nixon administration. What they were doing is they were spying on their perceived enemies. Um, and it turned out to be a big scandal where, where the Watergate Hotel was broken into, um, hence the name Watergate. And it's what basically got um, Nixon to resign mm-hmm. his post Mm-hmm. They As were about president. ready to impeach at right. that point, and he um, resigned before it came to that. So that that's the basic. I mean, mm-hmm. we can go into a lot of detail on it because there's a lot of history behind it. Mm-hmm. But it's so well known, you know, mm-hmm. it's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Completely documented. Now, prior to the uh, Nixon administration, back, in, back during JFK's administration, we have what is now known as Operation Northwind. And what it was is attacks planned on the on U.S. soil by our own government to get us into a war with Cuba, Cuba, not Cuba. <laughs> um, that A is giving you a problem at the end of words tonight. I know, I know. I have no idea. I don't know. But with that being said, they were going to plan bombings, um, assassinations, and whatnot. JFK himself was the one who rejected it. But again, it's something we know that was out there. It's it's. Mm-hmm. It's a you know it's a proven thing again. That was called Operation Northwood. Mm-hmm. The next one is really um, interesting. It's called the Tuskegee Syphilis Experiment. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it came out in 1972 that the public health uh, that there was a public health study done on African Americans going back to the 40s, where um, African Americans who had syphilis, instead of being given penicillin, it was held back with from them. So we could study the effects of not giving them penicillin, even though the penicillin was a known cure as far back as 1940. Mm-hmm. And again, this information, came, and it was done in Alabama mostly, this information came out in 1972. It's just one of a horrible thing where our government was experimenting on our own people. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. The next one, military ESP experiments. Uh, which was known as the Stargate Project. Mm -hmm. It was shut down in 1995 after the government gave up on ESP. It took Um, them that long. Maybe they should have known by then. Oh. Very very (laughs) nice. I like that. It's a joke worthy of my bad humor. Absolutely. Um, but we were actually just talking about this with another one, so this is yeah. I mean, it goes it goes back with the mind control, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, one led basically into the other, mm-hmm. you know. Even though they were two separate projects. Mm-hmm. In fact, I may be wrong. I, this one may have been the one that the men who stare at goats was based on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I got that flip flop before. Okay. Number two, asbestos is dangerous. Depending boom, on who boom, you boom boom. Depending on who you believe. If you believe the manufacturers, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. They will continue to protest vehemently, even today, when, you know, there are plenty of documented cases of mesothelioma, which is the cancer that asbestos causes. Um, it's been, the government has known it since the 40s that, that asbestos was dangerous. It wasn't revealed to the public until the 70s. So you're talking about 30 years basically going by when the government just turned a blind eye to something they knew that was dangerous. Mm-hmm. And like Jen said, the manufacturers still deny it to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So all of those, um, oh God, what are they called? Um, the, the court things, the, the class action the suits, lawsuits, right. those things. So all of those things, even though, you know, they say that they are denied and, you know, they, they don't think that there's anything wrong with it, they're still paying out millions of dollars in settlements for people who are sick. Number one, Rex 84. You may be saying, what the heck is that? Sounds like a football play, but it's not. <laughs> what it is, it's the readiness exercise of 1984. What this was, was a military um, exercise that would suspend all constitutional rights um, and, and impose martial law on the people of our country and people who were suspected of, of being traitors to the country. This was actually revealed um, during the Iran-Contra affair. Mm-hmm. So that kind of wraps up the 25 the big 25 that came out to be true. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a little song right here and come right back. And what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the top 25 uh, list of conspiracy theories that people believe today. So enjoy this song and we will be right back. She went away for the holidays. Says she's 
We're going to go into the 25 um, most, top conspiracies that are out there right now. The most popular ones. Yeah. And we're going to kind of, we're just going to go a little back and forth on whether we think they're plausible or not. So the first one is the JFK assassination. Where do you stand on it, Jen? I am of the opinion that there was only one gunman. Hmm. I take the opposite approach. Of course. This is one of the ones I actually believe. Um, just, just real quick, the reason why, it, it was still in an age where I think you could pull off a conspiracy and just so much happened. You know, the shooter magically gets shot while in custody by another gunman. There's a lot, I don't know, there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot, there's so much reading material out there, so many movies, documentaries, and whatnot. It just, in my mind, gives some shadow of a doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay. The next one is one I know is right up your alley <laughs> because you worked in this industry. Uh-huh. Um, big Pharma is deliberately keeping people sick, not providing um, the cures for illnesses like cancer, MS. You know, um, what do you think? This is one that logically makes a lot of sense to me, but morally doesn't. And this is where... Money, do, do the big pharmaceutical companies choose money over morals? Because are they, are they withholding the cure for these ills so they can make bigger profits? You worked in the industry. I did. Um, what I don't think a lot of people realize is that some of these drugs are in development for 10, 15, 20 years. So um, 
the price tags that are attached to them are not necessarily um, what's outrageous. Well, it, it's not that they're it's not outrageous, but it once you understand the amount of research, the amount of starts and stops that go into some of these drugs, the amount of marketing, the amount of pre-work that's done before something is even released. It takes years to get through not only the research but the clinical trials. Um, you know, clinical trials can last for two or three or five years. So the, the amount of research that goes into a drug before it is released into the world through the FDA, it, it just blows my mind that people think that, you know, they're, they're keeping this stuff from the public specifically to make money. I just, I don't agree with it at all. Okay, so the next one that we wanted to um, mention is the fact that um, the elite of the world are actually reptiles. This is known as the reptilian elite. It goes to speaking that the highest officials around the land are actually reptilian aliens, and they are using their powers to influence the world. <laughs> this is a theory that came out of England, and... I've watched V. I don't buy it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, I can't even, this one I can't even, I can't even waste time going deeper into it. I just, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. You do the next one. Number 22, fluoride in the water. It's believed that we are adding fluoride to the water to keep our people dumb, to lower their intelligence make them susceptible to diseases. Now we know fluoride is used to fight tooth decay, but there are only four countries in the world who actually add fluoride to their water. The rest of the world does not. What do you think? Um, I think I have very nice teeth, but I also know that plenty of people here in the U.S., um, they don't have city water. So you can only put fluoride in a city um, supply. So for me, where I grew up, I had well water. I just, I don't think that this is something that's going to control the masses because honestly, there's more of me than there is of the people who actually grew up in the city. Mm, I will debate that. You can look it up. Statistically, more people live in cities than anywhere else in the now? country. Now. But not at that point. But they do it now. We, we put fluoride But they've been doing it forever. Well, that's true. They've been doing it since what the fifties. I don't. I truthfully, I don't know. Yeah, Probably they've been doing this. They've been doing this since the, at least the fifties or sixties that I know about. Right. But most of the people at that particular point were living in more of a rural setting. A lot of them had well water. So how can fluoride actually influence? No, you're right about that. But I still think even then, the majority of the people lived in cities. I don't think so. Look at the population by <laughs> density by year. Yeah, I, I'm not that interested. <laughs> Number 21, Paul McCartney died in 1966. I've seen the man. Well, you think you've seen the man. No, no, no. There's I'm going to fall on the side of he's not dead. Well, there are, you're, you're right. I, I, I believe he's not <laughs> either. But I, I do think this was a hoax conceived very well by the Beatles themselves. If There's some interesting things. If you take a mirror and split the drum on the Sgt. Pepper's album, it actually forms the words, when he died. 
Actually, not when he died, but when he died. It's an interesting thing. There's also other things that are thrown in, but the big belief was that... But uh, how do you know who it's talking about? It could be talking... There were four. It could be talking about any of them. Well, there's other, there's other symbolism on the album oh. cover. Okay. Um, but it's, belie- that's, it's believed that... The theory states basically that Paul McCartney died in 66 and was replaced by a double. Um, they... And it's very interesting because around that time there were there were contests to find Paul McCartney's lookalike, <laughs> but there were no contests to find John's lookalike, Ringo's lookalike, or George's lookalike. Only Paul's. Odd. Yeah, I don't th- I don't buy that one either. But I think I think it's one of those things like you know like certain bands put backward messages and on and albums. I guess. I think it was just a screwy thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a marketing thing to be right to me. Absolutely. To be perfectly honest, because you know Paul was the cute one. Number 20, just the opposite. Mm-hmm. Just Elvis the o- and Tupac are alive. There's another one where you can take certain facts and figures and twist them and make it seem like they're alive. Like the misspelling of Elvis's name on his grave. Mm. You know, that people say, see, he wasn't really dead. His grave is misspelled. You know, things like that. There's a lot of other stuff. The fact that his estate was still buying property for him long after he had died. Many things mm-hmm. like that in this one, but no, I think Elvis died fat stones and, and you know, and happy on the toilet bowl, <laughs> you know. What about Tupac? Well, that one's a weird one because I don't know. And I mean, don't obviously know we know it. the official case and mm-hmm. we know that for some reason every year they seem to put out a new album of his, of lost material. He wasn't alive that long to have that much lost material. God. Mm, that's true. But I don't know on that one. Okay. So the next one, um, Princess Diana. Um, I know that there has been talk and rumors, mostly um, spread by the, um, the father of the man that she was involved with, Dodi Al-Fayed. Um, he claims that the um, royal family actually had her murdered, um, and that it was a it was um, it was a secret. They wanted to keep it, um, you know, on the down low. That they but they wanted to do away with her because they felt that they knew that she was going to be getting engaged to um, Mr. Al Fayed, and they didn't want that to be associated with the royal family. Now, here's the one, and why I don't believe this is a conspiracy. Isn't it strange that the only person who survived the crash was the one wearing the seatbelt? You know, maybe proof that seatbelts work? I don't know. Now, why, you know, the, there, is, there are people who will throw out, well, you know, why is it he was the only one wearing a seatbelt? You know, but that's a whole other story. But in my mind, the guy wearing the seatbelt survived. Everyone else died. Not so much, uh, you know. See, for me, it comes down to one very, very simple fact. I do not believe that the Queen of England would have done anything that would have um, basically destroyed her grandsons the way that this did. They were very close to her, um, to their mother. And I just cannot believe that she would be that cold, that cruel, that heartless to basically, um, you know, destroy her her grandson's childhood. Don't say a word. I'm just going to say, but what about Prince Charles? I don't think he... They're his kids. They're his sons. I don't think he would have hurt them that way. They, he would, they were already divorced at his request. I got you. 
I was just asking him throwing it out. No, that's all. No, no. Now, this is one that lives near and dear to my heart because of something my dad told me when I was a child. That Pearl Harbor wasn't a surprise. Now, my dad was in the Navy, and for years he had talked about how Pearl Harbor made no sense. What we we basically had our entire uh, Pacific fleet there, except for the best four ships that we had, the most modern ships that we had. They were mysteriously moved out of Pearl Harbor before it happened. My dad said that, it, and I don't know because I wasn't in the Navy, but he was, that it, that it was a well-known theory that it was a way for, to, for the Navy to get our Navy, to get that our, you know, that our top admiral's Navy wanted to get our fleet rebuilt because we were still at that point behind in technology when it came to the Navy because we hadn't really updated after World War I because we didn't believe there would be another war that quick. So that this was a way to get our fleet decimated to get, the, to get them to rebuild the ships and get the fleet up to snuff very quickly. Don't know if it's true or not, but that's something my dad had told me a long time ago when, you know, when I was a kid. And I think, um, I don't necessarily believe this, but um, supposedly um, Roosevelt knew that this was going to occur, that he had prior warning, which was the reason that he ordered the, uh, the ships um, away from the area. Like I said, I, it's not something I believe. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't believe it. The next one, Shakespeare wasn't Shakespeare. So what this one says is that um, the works that are attributed to William Shakespeare were actually written either by um, William Staley or Francis Bacon, um, both of whom were contemporaries of um, Queen Elizabeth I. Um, you know, this happened right before um, she came into power and the Renaissance was born. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. Um, Francis Bacon wrote a lot of um, works that were con that were attributed to him directly, so I don't think that he would have hidden behind um, a pen name. Um, what they're saying is is that because there is not a lot of um, actual documentation about Shakespeare's life, that it was probably set up as a nom de plume. Um, and, well, and one of the other things that's believed that why some literary people believe it is because that that the styles from play to play, right to right, don't necessarily match. You know, every writer mm -hmm. has a style they write in. True. These are very random. But if you think about what Shakespeare did and how he wrote, um, the sonnets that he wrote are all in the same style, and those are the one that was his love. The plays that he wrote were for money. So is it any different than an actor turning around and saying, hey, I'm going to do this movie just so I can get a payday? That's exactly what he did with the plays. Um, so I think a lot of them, it seemed like they were commissioned for specific people or about a specific event. So to me, the fact that they sort of change in nature and change in writing doesn't matter to me. Also, with the thing with, you know, there's no documentation about Shakespeare's life. It was the... It was the 16th, 17th century. Of course there's not going to be a lot of information. A lot of stuff just either fell by the wayside, people didn't write stuff down, um, you know, fires happen, and, and all of this other stuff. So well, let, me, let me ask you this one. I, I agree with you, but let me ask you this one. Don't we know that Dean Koontz does a lot of other people who write his work? 
or have written. No, you're thinking of James Patterson. I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry, yeah, James right. Patterson. James Patterson will license out his name, and um, but he will also credit the other authors underneath him. So um, Anne McCaffrey did it as well when she was getting sicker. Um, she would actually work with those other authors, um, and they would she would let them utilize her world, which that she created. And, um, you know, they would create different stories that were based around the core that she did. James Patterson does something very similar, and I believe that's because he's got MS. Okay. Just was curious, because mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, well, if it could happen now, why well, couldn't it happen then? A lot of people think that um, Shakespeare was actually stealing other people's work and passing it off as his own. So that I could see, but I don't necessarily buy the, the conspiracy theory defense that. But wait. But we, okay. could, we could turn it into a paranormal-related subject. He had ghost writers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I couldn't help it. We'll just move right along. He, he was like waiting for me to stop talking. You should have seen the look on his face. Um, so the next one um, is they're Pan talking about Pan Am Flight 103, the plane that exploded over Lockerbie, Scotland. That one, I, I, I don't know. That one, I, I, I don't know. That, I, it's there's a lot of tricky things with that. Mm -hmm. A lot of hearsay evidence mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. I don't know. That one, I'm, I'm up in the air. And honestly, I don't mm -hmm. know. The other one that's going to turn into this century's Lockerbie is going to be MH370. Right. Because again, a lot of people are saying that they saw a ground to to um, air missile actually mm -hmm. hit the plane, and that was something very similar with the. Uh, with Pan Am, with the Flight 103. The next one, I know some of you out there I've had personal discussions with, are in love with chemtrails. So for those who don't know, but I'm sure most of you do, it, the theory is that the government is basically spraying their people with different chemicals in all kinds of experimentation. Um, and that's the, the trails you see in the sky. Well, no. no. <laughs> Just There's no. too many scientific reasons um, for contrails, which are what they are actually called. Um, just, just, there's too much science that goes into explaining them. And I've heard people say, well, what about where you live? Well, I'm in, I'm in the triangulation of at least three airports, possibly four, where we are. Mm -hmm. um, which is why we see them constantly. Um, even though we live in farmland, we're not far off from Kennedy Airport, LaGuardia Airport, Newark Airport, Stewart Airport. Oh, and actually a fifth if you want to throw MacArthur Airport out in Long Island in. You could do that, and then you could throw in the little, um, the rinky-dink ones like Sussex Airport, Fairfield. Well, they, you they, know, those little they, ones, But they too. don't have jets. No, they don't have jets, but they have planes. Right, but, but the contrails are caused by jets. So that wouldn't apply to that but no but that's Teterboro you know, mm -hmm. Teterboro has mm -hmm. yep so that's six that yep. we can think of off the top of our heads I'm sure there's more now the next one is one that I kind of I don't know if I buy into it in totality but the everlasting light bulb it's it's believed that um, lighting companies actually know how to make a light bulb that will not burn out well, I kind of feel, well, that's why we moved away from incandescence now, because you can do LED bulbs that, A, use less power, 
and will last 20 to 30 years with some of the newer technology that's out there. So we are getting closer to the everlasting light bulb. I just have one word written down when I was taking notes on all these things, mm -hmm. and it says dumb. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, you know, years ago when I was still working in the home improvement stores, uh -huh. people were coming in and buying boatloads, boxloads of incandescent lights because they felt the government was taking them away, that LEDs and at the, at the time CFLs weren't very important. Mm -hmm. You know, and that we, they were being lied to and they wanted their incandescent bulbs. Mm. So Another sort of conspiracy. Yeah. Okay, so the next one that we're going to talk about is the war for oil. Where do you stand? Um, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily believe that you know, Afghanistan and Iraq were about oil. I think there were other things in there um, because there's just too many ways to acquire oil. Also, too, I do believe that the government's reserve of oil is much bigger than we're led to believe, that we don't really need to have to go in and take these countries' oil. I don't know. What do you think? Um, that second part, I don't know about i know you know we are sitting on a deposit in um in texas and in oklahoma and things like that but this is all finite i mean eventually this is going to run out so i don't know what good stockpiling it would do now when we're just increasing the amount of people that we have on the planet the amount of vehicles the amount of even products that utilize oil Everything from if you have Vaseline in your house to the tires on your car, it is all products, byproducts of the oil industry. Mm -hmm. The next one is one that could bring up a big political debate, which we're not going to get into. But just going to tell you, it's global warming. And yes, I believe global warming is a real thing. I do too. Um, and that has nothing to do with our politics because... My wife and I both have opposite political views, and we have a rule that we don't talk about politics to keep us from fighting. So we're going to continue that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but It's but, a good thing to have. Yeah. Number 11, again, is going to be something that I have a rule against discussing, which is religion. Number 11 is that Jesus and Mary actually married at some point. And produced a bloodline. Yes. You might know this from the Da Vinci Code. True. I have can talk about literature. I have no real opinion on this. You don't? No, I don't. I, I okay. no, how do I know? I that's one, I mean, that's all hearsay and conjecture. Right. I know. But you know. I, I think if you look at it from a historical perspective, it makes a lot of sense just because of the time that they were in. You have to remember that at that particular time, if a man wasn't married, there mm. was something wrong. Right. And he would be persecuted for stuff like that. So I mean, it, it to me. It makes sense, oh, mostly from the historical right, and we aspect. Should, we should clarify, it's not Mary, Mother of God, it's Mary Magdalene. Oh, yes. Right, okay. So Absolutely. Before, before, we, yeah, before we get you know, people saying, oh, that's incest. No, no, we're not talking about, <laughs> we're not talking about Jesus and Mary, the Mother of God, that sort yes, of thing. Mary Magdalene. About, right. So, but again, I don't know. I mean, it does, yeah, I mean, it does make sense, but mm -hmm. you know, realistically, and again, this will piss some people off, but I'm going to say it real quick. We don't even know if Jesus was real. That's very true. So, well, no, 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 no. There's been historical documentation stating that somebody was historically living at that particular time, um, but 
the qualities that are attributed to some of the things that he did? Probably not. Mm. But when you're trying to create a religion out of nothing, you got to you got to make some sacrifices and you got to, you know, do what you need to do to actually get people on board. Next. Peak oil. That the US government has peak oil, meaning that there's that they have a better or a be yeah, this one I'm a little sketchy on, but basically this one I've done very little research on, you know, but it's peak oil, which basically states that the government, the U.S. government, has what they call peak oil, which is better than other oil around the world, and that we're keeping it to ourselves to basically use for our military, for our purposes. I have no opinion on this one way or the other. I don't know, and I just don't think it matters one way or the other. Here's what, I mean, if... It makes, I mean, theoretically, it makes sense. I mean, you want to have it for when your country needs it and not give it to everyone else, you know, but don't mm -hmm. know. But does, would that mean that Saudi Arabia is also doing the same thing? Don't know, because theore the theory states that we are the only ones who have it, us. Well. <laughs> okay. Which is why we're not, you know. But I mean, if, if, if you subscribe to this theory, then you would have to subscribe to the theory that all of the oil producing countries have this sort of peak reserve. Venezuela? No, it's not a peak reserve. This is a peak oil. It's a better type right, of oil. Right, I understand that, but they have to put it somewhere. Okay. Right? No. Why not? Because the theory is we're the only country who actually has this I'm type of I'm just saying, oil. I, I understand what this, this theory is saying, but it doesn't make logical sense, even for conspiracy theory. Conspiracy, I can't say the word. That thing. <laughs> Next, McCarthyism. Well, in the, in the 50s, we had... Um, a crackpot. Senator Joe McCarthy, who was going around accusing everyone who was anybody of being a communist. Now, there's a lot of people who believe he wasn't alone in this, that it was a much bigger conspiracy. I mean, there were people who were prosecuted for being communists... There was an entire committee that was dedicated to this. Mm -hmm. There were people, there were politicians that were brought up. There were actors and actresses that had dossiers provided to him by the FBI. He went after baseball players. He went after everybody yep. that he thought was affiliated with this. Um, you know, it, it was our version. It was a modern day version of a witch hunt. Mm -hmm. That's basically what it was. You know. but, but where the conspiracy lies is, was it him at, you know, leading this, or was he just the figurehead behind it? Was it a much bigger conspiracy? No, I, th I think that every, I think in this case, he was a fanatic. Okay. And he, he was the head of it. He's the one who spurred the entire thing. Okay. Without him being there, I mean, this is even named after him. Without mm -hmm. him being there, it, it's, it's not going to be the, the prominent thing that it was. It's also because of the time. Right. You know, this was in, what, in the 50s, right in the smack in the middle of the Korean mm -hmm. War. Yep. The next one, subliminal advertising. Yeah. Well, this is, <laughs> this is, now see, this is one that, um, you know, I went to school for a short time for, my major was art and advertising design. And we discussed this. This was... Subliminal advertising was actually used at a time, and mm -hmm. it was made illegal. 
but the theory is, is it's still being used. Now, one of my friends is actually going right now to, to school for voiceover work. And what they were talking about is subliminal advertising, not necessarily in video imaging, but with the way words are used in verbal advertising, mm. in the audio. And that what happens is by using certain combinations of words, without saying it, it still gives you subjective, you know, subjective uh, meanings. Or subliminal. No, not subliminal, subjective. In other words, you may hear it, you may not. But it's, you know, yes, it's subliminal, but basically that suggestive is the word I should say. Okay. That by using this word with that word, all of a sudden you're thinking about something totally that wasn't mentioned. That it, put, it, it basically puts the, the thought in your head without actually saying it. Hmm. And they were talking about this in his class too, so... Uh, it's one that I believe is out there. Okay. The next one. Phantom time hypothesis. What this one states, and this is a far out one, is that certain events in the past didn't actually happen the way we believe, but that there's ways of manipulating time to make the events look like they happened. Mm -hmm. Now, this one is a very funny one because this one kind of lines up with one of the theories we have in ghost hunting, which is that time is not linear and crosses over itself, mm -hmm. which is why we see um, so residual hauntings. Mm -hmm. Or even even porthole, uh, I'm sorry, not porthole, but portal type of haunt hauntings, where a portal opens up and for a brief instant you see into another time. Mm -hmm. So could this one be real? I don't know, but for fans of the of the TV show and the books Outlander, this theory is actually sort of played with um, in the work. So um, for those people who don't know, um, Claire Randall is the, the main character in these books, um, and she accidentally accesses a, a portal that takes her back in time, 202 years. Um, the theory is, is that specific stone, stone circles in Europe actually mark the crossing where time lines overlap um, and that the portal and that the 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 the, um, the fabric of space time is actually thinner at that particular um, space so um, that's why she and certain people have the um, the genetic disposition to be able to travel back and forth in time. That's why you hear about some people just disappearing and never coming back. Or um, it's a, it gives a potential explanation of why the Loch Ness Monster looks different every single time. There's a time portal that goes back to the time of the dinosaur, so it's a different dinosaur coming through and, and swimming through the lake. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'd like to think that maybe if I go back to 102 years, there's a sexy redheaded Highlander with, wearing a kilt that might be waiting for me. I don't know. Um, but I, I do, I, when I was reading this, I actually wrote down something, um, which sort of goes along with it for me. I wrote down history is written by the winners. Um, so I wonder if this particular theory is just another version of that where people are imposing what they want to have history remember them as or remember the situation as. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very strange one. It's a 
lot of deep thought that goes in there. The next one. The New World Order. Or as we know them better, the NWO. Yes, and not the wrestlers. Sure, take my fun away. I was, yeah, I had to, sorry. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I know the NWO, the NWO existed. Or I was a fan of WCW. With the really, really bad fake beards. Again, ruined my illusion. Sorry. No, the NWO, this is one that's just way too complicated and too involved to deal with. In We can do a show on this alone, um, whether it be the Illuminati or, you know, the, 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 you know, the uh, Freemasons and, and all these other organizations that supposedly form the New World Order that is running the world. Mm-hmm. Don't know. It's way too involved. Again, there's so much involved in this. We would have to do not one, not two, probably five shows on that alone. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know? And just going through the different things, like the symbolism, like the, the eye on the, the back of the U.S. dollar is really a symbol of this new world order. And, I mean, there's just so much involved, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's one, could it be real? Yeah. Could it be nonsense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just as much chance. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one, I have a very definitive... Um, Opinion. Opinion on. Which is the moon landing? Was it faked? For two reasons, I'm going to say no. A, I don't believe it was faked. And two, the biggest one, if you say it's faked, you're robbing your own country of one of the biggest accomplishments in mankind's history. And I have a problem with that. Also, too, then, you know, you have other people, but the people say that we didn't actually go there, but... Well, how come we never went back? We actually did look it up. We went back there multiple times afterwards. Mm-hmm. People don't realize this. It's one of the things that people make mistakes. And mm-hmm. no, it w- I don't believe it was done um, in, a, in a Hollywood um, studio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Real. Real, I agree. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the people who think this are, are ridiculous. There was so much money that was spent on it. We're still spending money to, to go into space. Um, you know, now we've, we've moved past the, the moon exploration. You know, we're going to start probably colonizing it in the next 50 years. So, I mean, I just don't believe that, th- that this was fake. There's just no way. Why would you do this? Why? Exactly. Now, the next one is one that I don't. I won't even entertain this one. It's the, it's Holocaust denial, saying that the Holocaust didn't happen. Listen, my father. I'm not my father. My grandfather was in World War II. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yep. Simple as that. Not even going there with Absolutely. this one. Absolutely. Number three, back to Area 51. Do 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 do. Now we know that the government acknowledged Area 51 in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um. Merely that it exists. Right. But is it a secret base where we took the crash um, remnants from Roswell? Is it, a, is, is it where aliens have been landing and meeting with our government for years, which is a big theory that's been out there? Oh, I have a request if they're there right now. <laughs> not going to get into. But. Yeah, we won't get into that one. No. We'll have none of that. Right. All right. But I am one of the big believers in UFOs. And 
I believe there's a lot more there than meets the eye, much like Transformers. Maybe they are Transformers. Maybe, Maybe that's who's coming to visit us. Mm-hmm. And the Transformer movies are actually real. Quick question about the Transformers. What? Trivia question. What? What does the name Optimus Prime mean? This is a total geek question. I know. Um, well, something one first. Prime is first. Um, but I don't remember what Optimus means. First and best. Ah. Optimus Prime. So, but do you think there's a possibility that's where the alien stuff is taking place at Area 51? I don't. I don't. Um, Only because I don't believe that aliens are foolish enough to land here. Mm, Okay. Because, I, I mean, I think that they're observing us, and I think that the aliens that are observing us are so advanced, they're going... WTF, what is going on there? And they are just, uh, they've put like an, an avoid all, um, all landing, you know, restriction on this because there's just too much that's messed up here. I don't think they would want to be here. Okay. Next, the 9-11 attacks. Um, the theory is that it was an inside job and the government planned it. And then covered it up. Right. I don't buy this one at all. I don't think anybody in the New York and New Jersey or Connecticut area who was here at that time believes it either. I think that this is is set up by, again, crackpots, to be perfectly honest. I was down there after, two months after. Well, I mean, the thing is that they're not saying it didn't happen. What they're saying was an inside job. I know that. But I'm saying there's no way in in our day and age where... People can't keep secrets. And social media, even though the social media didn't exist back then, but it does now, there would be no way to keep that secret. None. Plus, how, I mean, there's too many things. You can't, you know, you hear, the, you hear Jesse Ventura with his thermite paint theory, that the beams were painted with thermite paint. Well, how the hell would you get in there and paint all the beams and no one would ever see? And no one would ever see when it was originally being built. How would you? There's just so many things that just don't add up, you know. And the thing is, every time you talk to someone who's a 9/11 conspiracist and they come up with a theory, you can hit them with certain facts, and they'll always get stuck. And they'll be like, "Well," and they'll make up some excuse or try and deflect evidence um, as to why certain things don't add up. And I just their story always falls apart. So I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. Now, the last one is the grand unified theory. Basically saying that everything in the world is a conspiracy theory. That even the conspiracy theories are conspiracy made up as part of a bigger conspiracy theory. Known as the grand unified theory that everything in the world is planned. Wow, that would be exhausting. I don't buy that one. I I just don't. No. No, not at all. Who would have the time to do that. Who? I don't know. Who? And I'm going to throw one in there as an honorable mention because it's been gaining a lot of steam lately. Flat Earth Theory. Shut up. Yes. The Earth is round. Stop it. We have pictures from space. Oh, they're fake. Really? Really? 
All you have to do, if you want to prove it to yourself, because you can now, I mean, flat earth theory people, if you want to prove it, here's what you do. You invest in a rocket. Because you know what? There are enough companies putting out, putting up rockets into space for public use. Band together, get your ass a rocket with a camera, go shoot it straight up into space and see what the photos reveal. There you go. Do it as a Kickstarter campaign. Come on, I challenge you. I do it, just do it. Let's go. It's an easier way to do it too. All you have to do is get a model rocket or even a weather balloon and attach a GoPro ca uh, camera to it and you can get high enough into, into the sky to take a photo that will show the curvature of the Earth. If you've ever been on an airplane that's been up high enough, you can actually see the curvature of the Earth. Mm -hmm. But that's where I'm leaving that one. So, shut up, dummies. <laughs> All right. We, I was going to play a song going to the next segment, but this, the show's already running a bit long, and we don't want to go all night, which is the anatomy of a, of a conspiracy theory. Why do you think there are conspiracy theories? I have a few... Um, yeah, try to explain it without using the word theory. I have a few ideas of my own. <laughs> you know, we, we always talk about when we're in paranormal investigating, we talk about skeptics versus believers. And as ghost hunters, the idea is to be a skeptic because you want to debunk everything you can so that way everything that's left can only be paranormal. But I think th conspiracy theories are just the opposite. Conspiracy theory theorists are people who don't believe the government, don't believe the stories that they're being told. They're not believers. They are skeptics themselves. They don't believe the stories that are being told to them. But in a way, they do. They're just believing an alternate story. They're not necessarily believing the generally accepted one, but right. an alternate. So they are believers. They're believers in what they choose to, to think. Or are they questioning? Half glass empty, half glass full. No, I, I don't think so. I think in some cases, they're just, they're seekers. They're looking for something that makes sense to them to fit in with their own ideals. I think a lot well, of conspiracy theories are just created so that people have a comfort level with what they think. Well, I, in a way, I, I kind of agree with that, but I... A little bit different. I think that some people need to have a conspiracy to rationalize their own fears, meaning they don't want to believe that it was a random attack on the World Trade Center because then that means, oh, I could be randomly attacked. But if I believe in my head that that was pre-planned, I know I'm safe. But are you safe in that particular case? Well, I'm, in, in I'm that just particular saying. Case because it, according, it, you take it one step further, then you know what? The, pe the people that you're thinking attacked you is your own government. So anywhere you step outside your own house, you are technically not safe because your government is there. To, so it doesn't make sense. No, it, I, see, I think it does. I think that people have, their, have fears and that they want to justify these fears. You know, um... You know, why do, they, why do they think that the government is adding fluoride to the water to dumb people down? Because these are people who, in a lot of cases, are in their own head stuck, haven't advanced to where they want, and they're going to say, it's not my fault. The government's dumbing me down. 
You know, you see how I'm kind of looking at it. I, I, I do, but you know, or, or, you know, they, they, you know, plus. So it's just a justification. Yes, in a lot of cases. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's justification to their ideas. Mm -hmm. But are their ideas because of their own fears? Or is it just a justification of the fact that they just don't want to progress past where they are? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's lots of different theories. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so I mean, Mm -hmm. you can you can play it either way. But I think that again, you have people who. All believers, they're going to stand back and say, my government, I believe in everything they tell me, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have people who are like, no, it doesn't add up. I, I don't, I need to know answers. And I think, too, what happens in a lot of cases, and we just saw this recently, and I'm not trying to spin this as a big conspiracy thing, but literally the day after the Las Vegas shooter took place, there were conspiracy theories out there. And then they came back with, well, see, the news first reported this. Then we found out it was this, you know, and now there's potential other theories that are out there. I think a lot has to do with, especially now, not so much in the past, because in the 50s and 60s, news organizations would wait to get all the facts before they would, would go back and report on our story again. What the, if you look at old news clips, you know, someone got shot. They wouldn't go back within 15 minutes and try and dissect everything. They would wait two or three days, then go back and say, okay, this is what we mm-hmm. have in the case. Well, in this news cycle that we have now, we're getting news reports that instantly report one thing because that's what they heard. They heard a rumor of it. They heard you know, somebody whisper it. They re- throw it out there. Now the police come out with a report. The police haven't done an investigation. They're giving you their initial report, so that gets reported. A day later, new evidence is found as you keep building a case. Mm-hmm. So now the story changes. Well, conspiracy people admit, well, see, but no, but see, they said that this happened. Now all of a sudden they're changing their story to this. So we can blame the 24-hour news channels. In a lot of cases, I think, it, I think in modern conspiracy theories, yes. I, I don't I, necessarily... I think, I think, because, I mean, we've seen it before where... You know, the news reports one thing, and then as evidence comes out the next day, the story changes. Right. Stories evolve. Right. And that's my point. But I think what happens is a lot of people who are into conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists will use that to help pad their evidence, their so-called evidence, so-called story. I guess. I I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with conspiracy theories to start with because... But then I look at, hell, we just went through a list of 25 conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. Some of them included our government doing things to our own citizens. Mm -hmm. So if they did it then, why wouldn't they do it now? Because I think it would be very, I think it would be a lot harder for them to get away with it because of the fact that there are those 24-hour news channels, because of social media, because of all of the, the instant access that we have to pretty much every bit of information ever. I, I just don't think that it would be as possible to right. do. You know, and I, I don't say you're wrong, but I'm saying it, you do have to consider that. We know that there have been cons- – and those are 25 that we know of. How many others were, took place that we still don't know about, hmm. you know? that I mean, we always hear information that comes out about things in the past because new books were written. And as we go forward, the free, what happens is stuff becomes declassified. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually coming up, and this is going to be a big thing in the JFK case, 
there's a lot of classified information that will, is going to be released within the next few weeks. Right. And there are a few people out there who are saying, when this hits, the shit's going to hit the fan with this story, even make it even more convoluted and more complicated. Well, let's see what it is first before we get to that point. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, so who the hell knows? You know, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I don't know. It's, it's very difficult. But, you know, there's also a lot of things, too, like with conspiracy theories. Um, beside people just trying to justify it in their head, I think it's one of those things, too, where I, I'll give you an example. This is a story from professional wrestling. And it, it, Which is scripted. It is, it is. But <laughs> what happened was, I believe, and I want to say, this is a wrestler known as Terry Funk. He's a real old timer. And he had told the story to Chris Jericho and said, just because the fans are chanting your name or your slogan doesn't mean they like you. In many cases, fans just like to be part of a movement. They like, so now some people start chanting your name. Well, I want to be part of it too. It sounds like fun. Doesn't mean they actually like you. They're just part of, this is what's going on in a big group. Mob mentality. Exactly. And I think sometimes a crackpot will come up with a, th a theory, conspiracy theory. I'm going to say a crackpot because a lot of them actually have a lot of logic to them, you know? So let's not say crackpot because some of them, again, may be true. Don't know. I'm not going to – let me take that back. Not a crackpot. But someone comes up with a theory, and there may be a little something to it. But then what happens is people want to be part of that mob mentality, and they start joining in. And what they start doing is adding to the story. Now this person works on this little part of it. This person – now they're putting it together into a bigger picture. You know? Mm -hmm. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how do they get so big – and how did they happen so quick? You know? I don't know. And I think, too, like, like, like I said, the Vegas shooting. There were literally less than 24 hours later, I, I saw memes of people saying, how could a guy by himself carry 400 pounds of equipment into a hotel without anybody noticing? And it was like, and it was all these things. And if you look at them, you're like, yeah, you know what? This is actually pretty logical. But then you start to say, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. it, you, know, you know, excuse me, there were people who were saying, oh, well, how did he go in and disable hotel security cameras with nobody noticing and things like that? You know, and it's one of those things. You say to yourself, wow, really? And then you're just like, no, can we just accept the fact that he was a nut who had a gun and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, or Sometimes in this case, there is no several. explanation. Then, exactly. And that's just as simple as, as what it is. There's you just know. no explanation. Exactly. You know, it, it's a sh shame to say, but sometimes in a free society where people have a choice... Bad things happen. You know, not everything is conspiracy, but maybe some things are. And we're going to leave it at that. All right, so guys. I'm going to play you out. Um, just to let you know, the first song we played was Commando by the Ramones. If you listen to there, into some of the lyrics there, it's kind of a little bit of a conspiracy there when they recite the rules. The second one it was about the KKK, called The KKK Took My Baby Away, another conspiracy theory. And the last one we're going to play is I'm Against It, because why not? We're all against it.
Yeah, I'm against you.